You're listening to episode 66 of the Sugar Mamas podcast, and today I get to chat with the lovely and gracious Elizabeth Forrest, who is the founder of Touched by Type 1. Touched by Type 1 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to spreading awareness about type 1 diabetes, as well as providing a number of amazing resources to the type 1 community with the goal of making life with T1D easier and more enjoyable. My family has personally been involved with a few of Touched by Type 1's programs, and I cannot say enough good things about them. Listen in as Elizabeth shares the story of Touched by Type 1, how it has grown over the past 20 plus years, and how you can get involved. Enjoy! You're listening to the Sugar Mamas Podcast, a show designed for moms and caregivers of type 1 diabetics. Here you'll find a community of like-minded people who are striving daily to keep their kids safe, happy, and healthy in the ever-changing world of type 1. I'm your host and fellow T1D mom, Katie Roseborough. Enjoy! Before we get started, I need you to know that nothing you hear on the Sugar Mamas podcast should be considered medical advice. Please be safe, be smart, and always consult your physician before making changes to the way you manage type 1 diabetes. Thanks. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Elizabeth Forrest today. And Elizabeth, I would love it if you would start off just introducing yourself and tell us what your involvement is with the type 1 community. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me again. I'm Elizabeth Forrest. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes back in 1999 when I was 10 years old. And I I live here in Orlando, Florida. I grew up in Sanford. And when when I was diagnosed shortly after that, I was attending a middle school, performing arts middle school in Sanford. And inspired by my dance class, I came up with the idea to put on a dance show to raise money and awareness about type 1 diabetes. And my dance teacher at the time and my school principal were very enthusiastic and supportive of the idea and said yes. And 22 years later, we're a full-fledged nonprofit organization based in Florida, helping people all across the world. And it all started with a dance show, but we do much more than that from an outreach and service and programming perspective. Yes, and I will definitely ask you about all of that because I know you guys do do quite a lot for the type 1 community. But I just have to ask, I'm curious to know, like as a middle schooler, just being the <laughs> parent of a mom who my oldest son is going to be in middle school next year. And I just, I feel like if he came to me and was like, mom, I'm going to put on, you know, what maybe not a dance performance because that's not his thing. But, you know, whatever it might be, it's going to be this huge effort. What do you think? I feel like I would be like, hmm let's sleep on that for a few nights. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so it sounds like you had a ton of support from your teachers and the staff at school. What did your parents think? Were they like, okay. (laughs) They were on board with it. And it just, it blows my mind when I think about it. And I think back to that time. And at the same time, I was so shy and reserved as a middle schooler, plus a middle schooler with a disease that made me different than everyone else and no one else. Mm-hmm. in my classes had diabetes. So I was just so different and shy and in middle school. So there were so many things going against me. But everyone around me was excited and supportive and said yes. And I don't know that that would happen necessarily now or or really with other people. I just I think I got really lucky and had the right people around me. 
it might have helped you that you were so shy beforehand because your parents were probably like, oh, you want to do this? Like, put yourself out there and, you know, like, yeah. let's do whatever we can to support her. They're they probably like, wow, this is a quite a change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what would you, if you had to kind of sum up like the goal of Touched by Type 1 and just your mission statement to the listeners um, who are tuning in, what would you say? Yeah. So Touched by Type 1 is focused on spreading awareness about type 1 diabetes raising funds to find a cure, and really at the core, inspiring people touched by type 1 to thrive despite type 1 diabetes. It's We take a very positive approach. You know, we have this disease or we love someone that has this disease, and it's horrible. It's, it is a challenge. There's nothing fun about it. It gets in the way all the time. It affects our health. It affects our life but we can choose to be positive about it and come up with a plan and try and do our best. Or we could do something else and you know not get the best result. But we, I try to take a very positive approach to it all. And I'm, I know that Touched by Type 1 carries that positivity with it as well. Yes, it definitely does. So you already kind of mentioned how it got started as a, you know, a middle schooler, you started this dance program to raise awareness and raise money for for the cause. But how have you seen it evolve your diagnosis in 1999 to now to this big Mm -hmm. organization that's doing so many wonderful things for the type one community? How has it changed? Yeah, I always say this, that I need to create a timeline, like a visual timeline to show it because it's really cool. And, and I'm obviously very biased about it. But, you know, 1999, I get diagnosed and I'm in middle school. We come up with this show. My my peers in the class are really excited about it. My sisters are really little at the time. They're excited about it, help backstage, things like that. And you know, continue in middle school, go to high school. Now my high school's involved. Now we're having it at the high school go on to college in Gainesville, the University of Florida, still kept doing dancing for diabetes and would come home to to produce the actual show, but prepare it from there. And and so every year we had more and more people join us, whether they were dancing or they were volunteering or they were attending the show. And so more and more people just naturally started being around it. And we, of course, met a ton of people throughout that process that had a connection to type 1 diabetes, whether it was themselves or someone else. And People were naturally being attracted to such a positive movement that was happening despite such a terrible thing. And and so it was growing on its own. And when I came back, graduated from UF, and I came back home afterwards to start my next chapter, I had taken a few classes at the end of my last year in Gainesville focused on nonprofit organizations. And so I figured out how to incorporate it officially as its own 501c3 nonprofit and then realized that we were doing little things here and there outside of the dance show itself. And so really just explored that. And and because we were an official nonprofit, we formed a board and we had committees and we had more moving pieces and parts and people that were really passionate about it. And so even to this day, if there's an idea out there, we run with it and we try to figure out how to make it happen. And so all the people that have been involved over the last many years since 2011, really, it's really when we took off as an official organization, we started putting these programs together that met the needs that we were discovering were in our community that existed. And and so whether it was, I, I say this to everyone, it's my favorite program. They're all my favorite. So one of 
programs we started after the official dance show is our uh, dance program, our dance classes. And they're held in the fall. They're free for kids and no teens with type 1 diabetes. And they're held in our, our dance studio that's based in Altamont Springs. And we attend either in person or by Zoom. One, one of the positives that came from COVID, you can, in 2020, it was all by Zoom. But in 2021, we did do a hybrid and able to have kids and teens involved from really all over, which is so exciting. But it has that camp atmosphere where you're in a room you're, or you're connected virtually with people that you're very similar, you know, the beeps and the sounds and the juice boxes, it's all normal. It's not weird in any way. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to explain it. You don't have to explain what's going on or or say it again to someone. It's just, it is what it is. And uh, everyone can relate to one another. They can also, as kids and teens, bounce ideas off each other, give tips and tricks, things like that. And the other really nice part is the parents, if they're in the waiting room right there, they can connect and they can start to build their network too and, and have that support group in a sense. So that program officially started back in 2011. And a few of the little girls at the time that started in that class are still very involved as teenagers and they volunteer and they do things in that capacity with us. But it's been neat to see these kids grow and build their confidence and have these lifelong friendships like a summer camp would provide. So the fall dance program is is a fantastic program for that, and it's free, and it's for kids here in Central Florida. But at the same time, any kid can attend from all over. Yeah, I want to. I just want to stop you just for a second because I want people to know that. I mean, I've posted about it on social media, but Sarah actually was a part of that dance program this past yeah. year. So she, we're a couple hours away from Orlando, but so she was able to participate virtually, mm-hmm. and and she was she. None of us really knew what to expect, but I mean, I I've talked about too on on different platforms how dance is like you know, is a much a part of our diabetes journey as like anything else would be like pumps and mm-hmm. insulin and all that. Cause Sarah started dancing like the week after she got diagnosed, we were just kind of like out down in the dumps. And my sister texted yeah. me and was like, cause it was the COVID year or still COVID mm-hmm. year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely COVID year. My mm-hmm. sister texted me and was like, my, you know, Ellie, that's my niece. Ellie is the only little girl in this dance class. Like it's, and can you please sign Sarah up? Like she just, <laughs> cause you know, everybody stopped doing stuff in 2020 because they didn't want to do anything in person. And so I was like, okay, fine. Like if she's the only one, then I feel comfortable with that. And, you know, because obviously diabetes was so fresh and so new for us. Well, anyway, Sarah just fell in love with it and kept on dancing. She's dancing again this year. She's loving it. She's taking more classes. And so when she heard that there was like a diabetes related dance program and then performance that could be done virtually and was really not very far away from us. Like we could actually go and participate in the actual event in November. She was like, yes, absolutely. So, and it was funny because a lot of times, unfortunately, some of the virtual classes, like were, they were kind of glitchy and I'm not, you know, it was probably us. It was, it was not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. It was probably my other sons that were like streaming something on their devices. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or like taking up all the bandwidth or whatever. But, yeah. you know, there were some days where we just had to like sign off and and you guys were gracious enough to email us like the video of the finished yes. dance. And so Sarah and I would practice like, so I learned the whole dance too. I told Sarah I was going to embarrass her and get out on stage and do it with her. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I know. Anyway, she had a great time. And I want people to know that, like I said, we didn't know what to expect. And mm-hmm. so when I got online, you know, you send the email like, oh, it's going to be at uh, the what is it the Phillips Center the Walt Disney 
Yeah. So it's the Walt Disney Phillips Center for Performing Arts. And I like click on the link to see the theater. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is is like this is like the Walt Disney Theater. This is like the theater in Orlando. This is huge and really, really nice. And I showed Sarah and she was kind of like, you know, did a big like gulp, like didn't realize she's going to be on this giant stage. And and we went and it was just it was fantastic. It was really and truly the best dance performance I have ever seen. And it was also a very well-oiled machine. I want to compliment you on your strategy for getting that thing. I mean, I mean, one dance after the other seamless, like one dance would finish, the next one would immediately come out and it would start. I've I've never seen anything like it. It was a very well-oiled machine. So well done. Well, I I thank you for that. That, I appreciate that a lot. You know, growing up in the dance world, my, I have two younger sisters and we all went to the same dance studio and took dance classes over many, many years. And you go to a lot of recitals and, you know, love recitals, grew up on them, but they're long and they're slow. And, and so we've learned a lot over a lot of years that, you know, there's an entertainment value we want to provide. We want people to come back. We want people to enjoy it and have a great night and, and feel so full of just happiness and and so that's really the drive of making that night so special for people with and without type 1 diabetes. So thank you. It was great. And I told Elizabeth before we started recording that my two sons, you know, I mean, what boy really wants to sit through a dance program? So they were like kind of dragging their feet and huffing and puffing about it. But they were like eyes wide the entire time. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so they left and they were like, you know, that was actually really good. I'm like, yeah, it was really good. It was 2013. I had just started probably two months into dating my now husband. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, by the way, I, I do this thing on the side. It's It supports diabetes and it's a charity project of mine. And really tried to like not build it up or anything. And, and I was like, can you come to it? And so he attended. And at that time we were at the high school still. And he he doesn't have sisters or anything like that. So he's never been to a dance performance. And he sits in the front row with my family. And afterwards, he's like, oh, my goodness, that was awesome. And just blown away. And and I and I knew he wasn't just saying that because we were two months into dating. You could just tell he was really into it. So, yeah, my my dad, my uncle obviously have been to every every dancing for diabetes and love it. And, and not just because it's me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's really great. It's really great. And I, and I also just felt so comfortable, you know, cause we weren't doing the dance classes in person. And so mm-hmm. we drive to Orlando and I have to like literally just open the car door and let Sarah out. And these people like shuffle her in and I'm like, do you guys need me to, need me to do anything? Anyway, you know, and they were like, no, no, we're good. And so it just was so nice to know that you guys have obviously been doing this for a while. You have amazing staff on hand. That's gonna, nobody is unsafe when they Absolutely. I did not I did yeah. not feel like Sarah was in any danger whatsoever going there. People were gonna be on top of her numbers and making her feel safe and you know. it's definitely one of the the best parts of that program is we have such great volunteers and the night of the show we have at all times two nurses available backstage in the room with the kids. So they are never without supervision. Obviously there's a teacher, there's volunteers, but there's also nurses there. So it's it's just we have such a great support system. We really do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, okay. We've talked about the dancing. Well, and Touched by Type 1 used to be called Dancing for Diabetes, right? Yes. So when we officially incorporated into a nonprofit, we were Dancing for Diabetes. And 
And at the time, it made sense because that was the, the major piece of who we were. But once we incorporated, we started developing all these other side programs that started small and have just grown. They're just huge programs now. And so in going into 2020, preparing for 2020, not knowing what would happen in the world, but going into 2020, we were actually had prepped the last six months of the year prior to rebrand as Touched by Type 1 because that title did a better job of explaining who and what we are. Dancing for Diabetes makes you think diabetes and in many scenarios makes you think little girls or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and people didn't really know that they would have a connection or would have a way to be involved. And so this kind of opened our doors to, to better explain who we were. And Dancing for Diabetes remains the name of our major fundraising awareness event during the year in November. And, and, we, and we came up with the name because a few years prior, we had started our annual conference, which is also based in Orlando. It started in the spring. It's now going to be a fall event. It's August 27th this year. And we titled that Touched by Type 1 because we wanted a conference that would be available for anyone and everyone because diabetes, specifically type 1 diabetes, is such a family disease. It doesn't just affect the person diagnosed. It affects the whole family. And so we have individual tracks for parents, adults, kids, teens. We even have a Spanish track. So everything is in Spanish because that's a huge tool that is needed, especially in in Florida. Uh, We have an educator's track. So educators, whether it be school bus drivers, teachers, teacher's aides, Whoever works in a school system, public, private, charter, can attend and get the tools and resources they need to better understand the disease that affects so many of their students. And the whole conference is free. So we put it on in Orlando. It's a wonderful event. It's a one-day conference. We have experts come in from all over the country and, and speak on so many different wonderful topics, exercise, nutrition, pregnancy, insurance, getting ready for college, safe at school. I mean, you name it, we've got it. And we have the best speakers. And so we titled that Touch by Type 1 so that it would make sense that it's for everyone touched by Type 1. And so when we were thinking about rebranding, we thought, well, there, there's our name right there. And so we rebranded into that name in 2020. And all of our programs continued and including our conference. Yeah. Okay. What You said August 27th. It's coming up this yeah. year. Okay. It's Saturday <laughs> this, this year. Yeah. And we last one we had in person was 2019. And in 2020, there was so much unknown going on. So we actually didn't put anything on in 2020 from from the conference perspective or in 2021. But what we did is we developed monthly Zoom sessions with those exact speakers that would typically travel to Orlando. So we did Zooms with them every month, which was really nice and fun. And we still got to hear from really great, great experts in different fields related to diabetes, which was neat. Gosh, 2020 certainly pushed everybody out of their comfort zone trying to figure out how to make life go on in the yes. virtual space. Absolutely. Another Touch by Type 1 program that our family has been fortunate enough to partake in or or I, partake in isn't really the word, but gifted with is the D-Box program. Could you explain to listeners what the D-Box program is? I just want to take a quick minute to thank all of those people who have supported the show through Buy Me a Coffee. 
I love sharing content on this podcast every week in the hopes of encouraging and empowering families like yours that are living with type 1 diabetes. It is truly an honor and a blessing. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, spreading the word, writing reviews, engaging with me on social media, and sending me just the sweetest emails. Thank you. If you or your family has been positively impacted by this show, would you consider supporting it through Buy Me a Coffee? Buy Me a Coffee is a no-strings-attached way to make a donation to the Sugar Mamas podcast to help support the things that make it come to life each and every week. Things like PodPage, where I host the show's website, Descript, which is the program I use to edit and produce the show, Buzzsprout, which is where the podcast is published and hosted, and Squadcast, which is the platform I'm currently using to record episodes with guests. Listen to what one recent Buy Me a Coffee supporter had to say. I am forever grateful to you and your podcast. Your insight gives direction to a path that feels out of my control. Wow, that is just amazing. If you'd like to check out Buy Me a Coffee and see for yourself, head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash sugar mama. I will leave a link in the show notes. Now back to my conversation with Elizabeth Forrest. Could you explain to listeners what the D-Box program is? Oh, the D-Box is such a brilliant idea and a wonderful, you said it best, gift. Mm-hmm. So anyone can request a D-Box for free and we will ship it to your home. We, the organization Touch by Type 1, pay for that cost. And we have wonderful sponsors and vendors that contribute items, materials, information to produce that box. So basically, if you've been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in the last year, and we're very flexible in that, you just go to our website, you request a box, and it comes to your home in about one to two months. It's a, We're a volunteer operation, so it's based on our volunteers that can come in and, and get them ready and ship them out. So the D-Box itself has brochures, it has pamphlets, it has sample insulin pumps, it has sample glucose tabs, it has fun things like sunglasses and bouncy balls. I mean, It has fun stuff. It has information and literature, but it's basically a starter kit to give you all the tools and resources or or information on where to go and find that information for those that are newly diagnosed because everyone has a different diagnosis story. Everyone has varying levels of information they receive once they're diagnosed. And so to kind of level that playing field and provide more access to everyone, we put it all in a box and we ship it out. And, and that way it's there when you need it. Some people, it's way too much in the beginning. What you receive at a hospital or a medical provider is too much. It's too overwhelming. It's a life changing when you're diagnosed with diabetes. And, and, and so there's a lot that goes with that. So this box is there when you need it. And we actually, because of such high demand over the last several years, once we launched this program, we, we now offer an electronic, I guess it's a, I forget what we call it now. But it's an electronic D-Box where mm-hmm. we send you a link with all the information on what's in it mm-hmm. and information and resources. So you get all the information. You just don't get the things. And we were able to do that. We did that because so many requests were coming in on an international level. And we as a nonprofit, we just can't do that. And so we wanted to put it online for everyone to access. So even if you were diagnosed, if you've had it for 10 years. Getting the electronic D-Box is a great option for you as well, because you never know. I mean, I this is year 20, going on year 23 for me with type 1 diabetes. And there's things I still learn. And, and science changes and technology evolves. And so it's nice to see what's new, what's out there, what's working to, to manage this awful disease. 
Yeah, it was really helpful to us because it gave us a lot of information on what the different pumps that were out there. And Mm -hmm. just because, you know, again, pandemic time frame, like we weren't, you know, I I was told that normally at our hospital, there's like a, I don't know what they call it, like a pump day where all the vendors Mm -hmm. come and the reps come and set up tables and you can walk around and ask questions. Well, we didn't get to do any of that. So, and I know there's like online resources and stuff, but it was nice to have the brochures that came in the D box to kind of look through Sarah could see pictures and actually, you know, hold a brochure rather than like scrolling through something online. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she loved it. I mean, kids don't, the sending something through the mail, I feel like is a lost, um, art or (laughs) pastime or, you know, it's just, it doesn't happen very often. I mean, we get packages all the time, but it's like sunscreen that I ordered off of Amazon. So for a kid to get a package in the mail, that's just for them. It was so exciting. And once again, her brothers, who really are wonderful children, but they were like, are you kidding me? Like, Sarah gets all this (laughs) cool stuff. And, you know, of course, they even made the comment of like, I wish I had diabetes. And I'm like, no, No, you you don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and what's cool about the box, I mean, there's so much greatness about it, but Mm -hmm. we do have an adult version. There's a kid version. So there's things in the kids box that's more geared towards children. There's like uh, books in there summer camp information, things like that. And we we also have a box completely in Spanish. We translated all the materials for a lot of these companies and, and those that provided their own. So it's really a great resource for anyone and everyone that might need it. And it's it's just such a needed tool now more than ever for most people. All right. Well, let's talk about, gosh, you just have so many wonderful things. I'm curious to know more about the type one at school. You have a type one at school program. So our district, our um, county, there seems to be a disconnect with um, type one education and the ability of schools to manage type one. I don't know. It just seemed like the school my daughter's at, there's no nurse. It it threw them into a tailspin when she got diagnosed. Well, number one, because it was pandemic year and everything was crazy anyway. But so what what does type, type one at school offer to just staff, teachers? Yeah. So type one at school, you know, school systems, whether public, private or charter, they are just so limited with their time, with the funding they get. And a lot of times what we found is that students find out a few days before school starts, here are the kids in your class and this one has type one diabetes. And that's all they learn. They don't know. And some schools obviously have more resources and, and can provide more information. But the teachers aren't really supported in what they need to do. And we live in an era where everyone has to be very careful about what they do and and for good reason. So there's just there's just so many factors going against students being safe at school. And then a lot of times it falls on the parents to, to be able to make sure that happens. And sometimes that forces parents to be the crazy parents and, and sometimes it doesn't. So we we just saw so many instances where the school system just needed more information or at least to know that there was an organization to support them as well as the family. And so Type 1 at School is free, just like all of our other programs. And we used to do them in person, but just another positive of COVID, COVID taught us that we could just make it virtual and distribute all across the country, which is what now we're doing. So we have uh, a a CDE and we have a nurse who are part of this program. They lead it and they are recorded sessions now where they are going over the basics of type 1 diabetes. You know, what is type 1 diabetes? How is it different from other diseases? How is it treated? How is it cared for? Signs and symptoms to look for, not only in the student, but possible other students that could have diabetes. 
what to do when things go wrong, if they explain all the devices and their importance and how they're used, what to do in emergency situations, whether that emergency is a medical emergency or even a school lockdown. What do you do if there's no juice boxes or glucose tabs in the classroom? So there's there's just a lot of information that our wonderful team has put together to be able to distribute in an electronic format to anyone that's interested. So whether you're a teacher, you're an administrator, in, in any capacity in education, you can go onto our website and request the information and we will send it and it can be distributed to all of the faculty and staff or a small group. We did one session just with school bus drivers, which was really cool. And that's back when we were doing them in person. And we'll still do them in person for those that would like in the greater central Florida region, but we can't go everywhere. So, but it's, it's a great program and we have endocrinologists involved in developing the material as well. And it's, it's just so wonderful to be able to provide this information and to be able to still be that resource if anyone in that school has a question or wants to run something by us and, and, and get that support that they need as well. Yeah. Do you guys talk about, I'm just curious, I'm getting ready to record an episode on the 504 plan. Do you guys, t- does that covered in the type one at school? Yeah, we do touch on that and other resources and documents and tools that students and families can, and then educators can work from to better support the the child. Absolutely. It's part of our program. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, finally, when the school was ready to have someone come in and kind of educate them. Well, I get, let me back up. It just, it just took a very long time to like find somebody to come in and cause it's mm-hmm. a charter school. So that mm-hmm. complicated things a little bit. It was like connected sure. to the, the, you know, the County, but not really mm-hmm. connected. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just so confusing. So they were like, they were struggling to find somebody to come in and do the education. And so um, it just, that just took a while. But do people, are schools like actually using this in place of having a nurse from the endocrinologist office come in or a nurse from the school district come in? You know, I don't know what they're doing on their end, but I know it's certainly not replacing any of the existing programs or resources they have. So this is just complimentary too. But in mm-hmm. many scenarios, it's the only resource they have as well. So it's nice to be able to provide more insight to everything else that they've received or at the same time be the the first explanation of all that is diabetes. So it just varies on who it is and or what where they're coming from. Wonderful. All right. Would you tell us a little bit about I know you guys have some fundraising efforts too. Tell us about those other other than the dancing for diabetes, of course. That's your big yeah. event. But yeah, yeah. It's it's really important to me and to the organization that we provide all this information and this programming and the tools and resources to anyone and everyone touched by type 1 diabetes. That is that is the core goal every single day with what we do. Um, and so in order to do that, to cover the costs of these things, uh, we have to fundraise just like any other nonprofit organization. So obviously Dancing for Diabetes is is a huge piece of that. That's our big event for the year that does a really good job of almost covering everything. Um, but we have small fundraisers throughout the year. You can donate on our website. We have a golf tournament coming up April 2nd in Orlando as well. The first one we're doing, we're all very excited about that. Um, but there's, we used to do both for a cause pre-COVID. That was such a fun family day too. So we'll bring that back eventually. And um, there's small things here and there. A lot of people will do fundraisers on their own that support Touch by Type 1, which is really fun. There's a great family we're now connected with where the daughter makes bracelets. And so she sells them to people at school or friends, whatnot, and, and then donate, uh, sends a check over to us based on what she collected. 
Um, so kids get creative. And that's, you know, that's another big piece of this is way back when, when I was 10, someone said yes to an idea from a middle school. And I've always wanted to encourage that and pay that forward at this, in the same way, too, where we have a junior board of directors where they're some of the kids and teens that have been involved with our dance program, for example, um, and other programs that we have that started in the dance program where they get together and they come up with ideas and and things that they can do or ways they can help spread awareness or help other people. And when our board of directors meets, the kids, the junior board, they meet separately in another room. And at the end of the board of directors meetings, the junior board will come in and present their ideas and what they talked about to the board, which, you know, is a group of professionals, all adults that have had practice speaking with other people, managing people, leading projects, all those sorts of things that adults have. And so it's nice to be able to give the kids, the teen, the opportunity to to have that and to do something a little different and, and use this as a platform in a sense for them in personal potential future professional ways too. So that's a fun, fun another component that we have as well. Most of those kids you said are involved with the the dance program or, or- that's how they started, yeah. And yeah. so now they're we they get really involved with a lot of our outreach events that we do. Uh, that's another thing is we do monthly sort of get togethers for kids and teens and adults as well. And all that information's on our website. But um, just last weekend, the teens got together and had a paint night. And and so there's some there's uh, arts and crafts nights too that the kids have, and we'll mail the little kit for your child to do at home if they can't physically be with us and they'll attend by zoom and be with the kids Mm -hmm. um, but assemble it at their house so there's lots of fun creative things we do throughout the year too to get everyone together yeah that's wonderful i love that i i'm sure y'all are a lot gentler on the junior board of directors than like somebody from shark tank would be like when they when they come in to give you all their ideas and thoughts and dreams i'm sure you're a lot nicer than somebody on the reality television show. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I know you guys do fundraising efforts to support Touch by Type 1 and cover all those costs, but you guys also support some research efforts in in Florida, correct? Absolutely. When we went to the Dancing for Diabetes showcase, that was spoken about after intermission. And that was, I actually want to reach out to somebody to talk to them from you're going to have to tell me because the name of it is the exact name is slipping my mind at the moment. But tell tell listeners about the research efforts that you support. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Diabetes Research Institute is based in Miami, and they're part of a, a group of scientists that are solely focused on a biological cure for type one diabetes, and they have a lot of partners and and people they work with in in the research field all across the globe focused on on finding a cure for type 1 diabetes and I've been down uh, to the facility myself several times met many of the scientists myself spoken with them asked questions looked at the cure for diabetes in a petri dish and all that fun stuff and um, very inspired by their work and have been for many years and before I made the decision that the organization would financially support this research-based organization. I did a lot of research to see who was out there and where the dollars we raised could go the farthest. And to me, it was hands down the Diabetes Research Institute. So there are all these wonderful organizations in the country globally that do a lot of good for diabetes, whether it's awareness, programming, research. And I really wanted to focus on one that was solely focused on research because I know that with my team, 
we can provide information and resources and programming to children and adults connected to type 1 diabetes. But what I can't do is go into the research lab myself and find that cure. And so I wanted someone to do that. And the DRI has been that and they make such great progress and I fully support everything they do and I'm very optimistic about the great work they, they do. And they, they have a personal connection to type 1 diabetes. The top leadership is personally connected to type 1 diabetes. And it was founded many years ago by parents of people with type 1 diabetes. So there's just, it, it connects everything that's important to me and it checks all the boxes and what my goals are for finding a care. Yeah, definitely. It's not just like a cold university that's like, oh, we need to research something. Let's research yes. type 1 diabetes. It's like it started Absolutely. from people that really and truly wanted a cure. And I, Absolutely. so what stood out to me was because I kind of looked into it a little bit more after I heard you guys speak on it at the showcase was that when you say biological cure, like that means that, you know, they're, they're finding a way to get the body to produce insulin again, like, you know, whatever that might be, stem cell transplants, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. they want to do it in a way that would not require somebody to be on immunosuppressive drugs for the rest of their exactly. life, mm-hmm. which when I read that, right. I'm like, I can get behind that. Like I will. <laughs> right. They, they want to find the cure that's going to cure it and not cause other problems in your body as well, or not completely reject whatever your body is now taking into for that cure. So I just, I love their approach. I love the work they're doing and and all the areas they're looking into to make sure it is the right thing. They're not rushing it. They're working hard. They're working fast, but they're not jumping on on the first result that comes in either, which is great. I know. I might have to, I might have to send you an email. Maybe you could give me a name of somebody I could reach out to, to, because I would love to have somebody on from there just to chat about it. It's very fascinating. Of course. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, well, definitely if there's anything else that you would like to add that we didn't talk about, please, please let us know. But definitely also tell the listeners where they can find you on social media and the internet. Yeah. Check us out. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have a lot of posts, fun, uh, informative as well. And um, we're touched by type one on on both. And uh, our website is touchedbytype1.org. Lots of information and resources there. But we are we're trying to do as much good as we can for as many people that want us and need us. And so we're here whenever that might be. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. Everybody go go check them out. It's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. That's it for our show today. A huge thank you again to Elizabeth for coming on and telling listeners about Touched by Type 1. If you are in or near the Orlando area in August of this year, August 27th to be exact of 2022, definitely register for the Touched by Type 1 annual conference that will be held on Saturday, August 27th. It is a one-day free event for anyone with T1D or anyone who loves someone with type 1. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes that will lead you to all the places you can find Touch by Type 1 on the web and on social media. Plus, you'll also find links on how you can support the show through Buy Me a Coffee or by writing a review. Until next week, stay calm and bolus on. Bye.